Hello, Chef Marcus Giuliano here. Welcome to Chef on a Mission Radio, episode number 86. This is your episode about storing wine. The top 11 questions asked uh, that people ask about storing wine. I'll address each question individually and uh, break it down from there. So there's a lot to know about storing wine. Uh, but first off, this is brought to you by Aroma Time Bistro, 90 miles north of New York City in Ellenville, New York, uh, the first certified green restaurant in upstate New York. That is my restaurant. That's where you'll find me, 90 miles north of New York City at Aroma Time, T-H-Y-M-E Bistro, aromatimebistro.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We are on there. We are also on TikTok. Check us out. We love wine, love, love wine here. We love all kinds of good things, uh, good food, good wine, wine especially, we have great connections in wine country, and um, it's uh, we know a lot, a lot of people in Italy and Mexico now, and all through New York and California. So it's all about uh, high quality, independently owned wine at Aroma Time Bistro. And because of that, we've spun off a company called VIP Winery Vacations, where we take you to our friends' wineries all throughout wine country in Italy. We've done Spain before, I've uh, done Mexico, Valle de Guadalupe, south of. Uh, San Diego, and all through New York, the Finger Lakes, Long Island, and here in the Hudson Valley. We also have business uh, to get you around safely and designated driving business. So check out VIPWineryVacations.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook on there as well. Check out our website for upcoming trips. All right. So the top 11 questions about wine storage. So a lot of people think, a lot of people come to me and go, Marcus, I got this bottle of wine 10, 15 years ago. Um, you're interested in buying it. You're interested in, you know, to tell, tell me how good it is. And even I had a high school teacher call me once, a retired high school teacher. She's like, I'm moving to Florida, Marcus. I've got all this really good wine, you know, that, that I've got, I've been saving for years. I figured, you know, it was worth something. Uh, do you want to buy it from me? And I went up to her house and the wine was basically wine that was like wedding gifts. Uh, you know, you go to a wedding, you get a bottle of wine, you know, Jim and Joan married on, you know, July 14th, 1980. And I'm like, oh, this is the one you've been sitting on for 30 years. Uh, and so, folks, wine, especially wine like that, is not going to improve. It's not going to improve at all. In fact, at that point, you just have basically, you know, a, a nice uh, display piece uh, on your uh, on your <laughs> on your bookshelf or wherever you're going to keep it uh, to commemorate that kind of stuff, and even um, the wine you'd even buy in the store most in most cases you're going to save for for three four five years. Um, just it's it's a big no probably it's a big no, and I'll talk about that in this episode. Uh, how to store it, where to store, how to um, store open bottles of wine because that's important too screw top versus cork all that kind of stuff so let's jump into the top 11 questions when storing wine all right so let's see here i have my have my sheet somewhere here because i wrote down all the questions because i didn't want to miss any so and now here we go all right so question number one, does all wine get better with age? Of course, based upon my intro to here, all wine does not get better. Um, all wines are aged to an extent, right? So all wine, when it's made, uh, gets fermented and then it gets either put in stainless steel tanks. 
It gets put into oak barrels. So you're always a vintage behind typically, unless you're with working with like something like Beaujolais Nouveau. Beaujolais Nouveau comes from Beaujolais, France. And what Beaujolais is, it celebrates that year's harvest. So it's harvested in September and released in November. So it's two months old, but it's very, very fresh wine. The normal cycle is to pick grapes in the fall if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, right? Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere is different, different seasons. So if you pick grapes in the fall time between end of August and beginning of October, let's say you're making rosé wine, something fresh, uh, or even Chardonnay, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, you're going to pick those grapes, you're going to ferment them, put them in stainless steel, then put them in the bottle. And by the time the whole fermentation process happens, stainless steel, you're going to then put into a bottle and have it shipped out by probably by March. So you're still five, six months behind. So that is technically aged, if you want to say that, but that's a young wine and that's meant for it to be consumed very young. Uh, rosé wine, same thing. Rosé or whites like that tend to do that. Now, if you're going to make a bigger, powerful Chardonnay, and you're going to put it in oak barrels for six months or whatever, then you're going to put that that process off a whole other six months. If you're going to keep it in the bottle, then you know for a couple of months more before you release it, because that also helps the aging process. But still, uh, even a wine that's aged for a couple of months in oak, or a Chardonnay in oak, that you're going to buy at the at the store at the wine shop. Um, Still might not go, um, you know, two, three years. Two, three years might be pushing in a lot of these, especially those unoaked uh, wines, those white wines, the rosés. And it's not that they're going to be bad, but there's no reason to age and improve most of these wines. I think the statistics is like less than 5% of wine is meant to be really like held on to an age. Most wineries want you to consume their product and consume it quickly to buy more because it's all about cash flow and revenue so all right so does i does really to answer that question does does wine get better with age some of it gets fantastic with age but most of it not really uh, meant to be consumed young consumed within six months of buying it uh which wines do get better with age so the best aged wines are going to be the red grapes typically port cabernet merlot Sangiovese, Monastrel, Cabernet Franc, Nebbiolo, which makes the famous Barolo and Barbaresco, uh, Malbec, and Syrah. So regions like Bordeaux, but not all Bordeaux, again, a very small section of Bordeaux. Uh, Barolos, Barolos will need to age. Barolos are those wines from Northern Italy, from Piemonte, made from the Nebbiolo grape. I never know anybody that's just as excited about drinking anything less than five, six years old on Barolos, if you know Barolos. Big tannins. Got some nice subtle fruits in there, and they need to age. They just, they just need to. Uh, Sangiovese, which I mentioned, makes the Chianti. Makes Chianti. Now, again, not all Chiantis, you know, are going to do the long haul of 10 years or so. And they're not going to do that. Barolo, 10 years. Oh, my gosh, you're in great shape. The more structured and powerful the um, Chianti is, yes, you can age it 10 years. You can age it 15 years. Merlot, a lot of people might go to the store and pick up a bottle of, you know, California Merlot, whether it's Blackstone or whatever else is on the market, uh, you know, for 10, 15 bucks, eh, you're not, you're only going to get two years out of something like that. But a powerful Merlot from Italy or from Bordeaux uh, that has good structure to it, you're going to get 10, 15, 20, 25 years if you're buying something like Macetto, which is you know, $100 a bottle, $200 a bottle, Macetto from Italy, 100% Merlot you're going to get the distance out of that. Santa Mignon wines will age a little longer. That is 100% Merlot. 
So it just depends upon how the vintner is making these as well. Monastrello is also called Mouvedra in France. Uh, Mouvedra, will, you know, if it's properly made, of course. If it's a young Mouvedra that's meant to be consumed young, no. And all this is based predicated on the style that the winemaker is doing these. Now, again, some you can't, like Barolo, uh, making Nebbiolo. It's just, it's like I said, it's nobody's really excited about drinking anything less than five or six years old on those. Uh, port wines, vintage ports will age beautifully uh, and they'll improve in the bottle. A tawny like 10 year or 20 year, they're not going to improve in the bottle, but they're not going to go bad. So this is, can create you know quite a complex uh, thing here because you're going to be so confused. Like, well, I thought it was Merlot I can age. And now I aged a Merlot for 10 years and I opened it up and it's terrible. I went and bought a, a beautiful bottle of Chachan Montrachet when I was in France uh in 19 when did we buy it we bought it in 97 uh and it was already a couple years old and we opened it in the year 2000 it was probably six seven year old bottle of Shishan Montrachet and it was a red Shishan Montrachet not the typical white and I opened it up with a French chef who I was working with at the time we were both moving on he was moving to Vegas we moved to New York so we we're having our last celebration dinner together and I opened this bottle of Shishan Montrachet and he's from France I was so excited and thumbs down terrible uh we were both like oh my gosh i didn't know much about wine 22 years ago uh but i didn't know that bottle was bad and i thought that bottle would age and come to find out that you know i probably stored it the wrong way uh maybe that that particular year did not age properly because each year so if you buy a wine one year to the next year the the that particular vintage can make a year on how long it'll age right now 1983 bordeaux are drinking great the 1984 Bordeaux are not drinking great. The 81, 80, 81 Bordeaux are not drinking great, but the 82 or 83, whatever the vintage year was, is drinking great. 2005 Burgundy wines, the reds, best, best vintage in 60 some years. That wine is going to age, you know, another 10, 20 years, right? So it, it does, and but it depends upon the vintner's expression as well. The regular run of the mill Bourguignon. Uh, Bourgogne or or burgundy wine that was 10 bucks retail is not going to age like the one that was 60 70 80 100 dollars retail so keep in mind that price price here does typically predicate how long the wine will age too so price is a big predicator all right so um and let's talk about red wines white wines you can age too so you know if you have a bottle of kistler chardonnay or bone christiani chardonnay which i love uh or uh you know a big uh, white Burgundian oak, Batard Montrachet, uh, Shoshan Montrachet, those will age as well. Those will absolutely, absolutely age and age beautifully. Uh, Rieslings, if you get a high quality Riesling, uh, you can age those for 10, 20 years and get a little turpentine on it. It will get really, really beautiful. They transform, Rieslings transform amazingly. Uh, I do know some whites, other white grapes that will, just again, depends upon the structure of the wine from the vintner but again price predicates typically what you can do as far as aging them all right should un no, question number three should unopened wines be refrigerated um always keep unopened wine with a natural cork lying down in the refrigerator however i would not do prolonged aging in the refrigerator because the refrigerator is a very dry environment there's no moisture going in there so even though it's temperature controlled, which is what you want, it's so dry that it can dry the cork out. If you keep a wine on its side, then you're always going to have the, at least the one side of the cork wet from the wine, right? But if you sand it up, 
you can dry all that out. And that's when air can actually get infiltrate into the actual wine is once that cork gets dry. So we're going to talk about how to store wine, but that's the thing. Um, so I wouldn't store wine more than six months in the, in the refrigerator unless it was a natural wine with no sulfites. All right. Uh, natural wines tend to sometimes to have secondary fermentation going on and uh, just depends on the wine you're buying and the, and the, and the vintage. And sometimes the, the winemaker made a boo-boo and you do get some secondary formation and fermentation that really isn't bad at all. Uh, refrigerating it will, will slow down or stop any of the, any of that happening. So, but no more than six months, I wouldn't do more than six months in the refrigerator. Um, if it's a screw top, that's a different thing because the screw top will not dry out. Okay. So question number four, can you age wine in the refrigerator? Um, so wine aging, wine aging in a cellar is best and a wine refrigerator is optimal. They have wine storage units that do nothing but wine, wooden shelves inside. And, and you can buy these for a thousand dollars, $2,000. You can buy two, two zone one, one for whites and reds in the same unit. You can buy stuff from 15 bottles, 30 bottles to 200 bottles. All right. We have, a, I think it's 165 bottle one in the restaurant. Plus we have other coolers for wine that we lay down flat. Uh, but I would in the wine cooler specifically, the wine refrigeration, let's call it wine refrigeration. Those are going to have adjust, uh, not adjustable, but they're going to account for the humidity and things like that. So that's really the best. If you're serious about this, that'd probably be the one single best way to go is buying something that that's like that without shy of building a closet and putting a unit in there. So you could, if you're really, really serious, then you just, you know, close off a closet, insulate it, corner in your basement and insulate it and uh, put some kind of unit in there to help. So uh, let's see. What is really the correct way to store wine? Question number five. The key takeaway should be to store your wine in a dark, dark place, right? Dark place is going to dark and cool. Dark and cool, a little bit of humidity. Those are the three things on its side that can go the distance, all right? So you might be able to achieve this through the corner of your basement, um, underneath in a closet in the basement. Uh, your basement in general just might be might be that all the time, right? So, but dark, uh, cool, and a little bit of some type of moisture. Not terribly, but not arid, okay? Not arid. So um, if you can't keep the bottle out of light entirely, then put a blanket over the wine. Uh, some wine comes wrapped in paper. Keep that in the paper. That's what that's for. The same like Cristal Champagne, it has that foil on the outside. And it's not foil, but it's like, it's like, a, like a cellophane wrap on the bottle. That is designed specifically to, to refract certain light to preserve the bottle of Cristal. So that's why that's on there. So wine, when it's packaged, wrapped with paper, that's just to help you store it properly. All right. So if you're, if you're in a basement and you get sunlight in from a window all the time or something, then throw a blanket on it, something like that. And that'll help just fine. All right. So um, question number six, can you drink wine after two weeks? Now um, I didn't come up with these questions Two two weeks unopened, actually uh, open, open two weeks, open. I didn't come up with these questions. I just pulled these off the internet. It's like the top questions that are asked. So I figure these are relative uh, to the topic here. So can you drink opened wine after two weeks? Well, 
most wines no ice wine yes port wine of course um dessert wines that are, have higher higher sugar contents those will but your typical wines like a bottle of chardonnay a bottle of merlot a bottle of barolo you can't get away with that after two weeks um you can usually leave it for a few days before the wine starts to taste different however don't push it past three days three days now every now and then you'll get an oddball wine like rochetto from italy and rochetto is this white grape white makes white wine and you know you can probably get 10 days out of rochetto which is fantastic but that's a, such an oddball grape and not many people make 100 percent rochetto it's very hard to vinify because very thick skins very tannic uh ricardo coltarelli has figured out a way to flash freeze the grapes where the flesh doesn't freeze but it breaks the skins so you can press it and not get all the tannins into the wine and thus make this bold white wine that will last a week opened and restaurants love it because the wine stays fresh it actually takes an hour to open up and improve before you can like really enjoy the glass when you open it so um do not keep wine for two weeks unopened uh, i mean i'm sorry open if you don't keep them two weeks if you have a bottle of wine that's been open two weeks in your refrigerator make sangria out of it most likely you add a little sugar you add some brandy to it you add some fruit to it you'll be totally fine with sangria in sangria, you can use whites and reds, miscellaneous ones, um, round them all up, and you'll be totally, totally fine. So that's question number six. Two weeks opened, no, in the refrigerator, no. All right, question number seven. Is it okay to store wine upright? So you always want to store wine on its side. And I explained that in, I think, the first question about the cork drying out, covering. You. So if you have the bottle of wine standing up, you have this air gap up top. So air can penetrate going through the cork the opposite way inside the bottle and air can go from the outside so the cork is not wet this is why wine racks are built so you can put wine on their sides now can you get away with it for six months of course you can for six months that's no problem but if you're storing you know the quality of the cork makes a big difference uh, a lot of wines now have plastic corks you're not going to dry out a plastic cork right so uh but wooden corks you know they come with imperfections to begin with so even if you do store it on its side, you can still get a corked bottle. You can still get leakage from the cork. You can still get something. And just because a cork is leaking, if you've been aging something for a couple of years and sitting there on its side and all of a sudden you get to it and it's like sticky on the neck and you're like, oh boy, some wine actually seeped through. Um, does not mean the wine is bad. It does not mean the wine's bad. So open up the wine, experiment with it. Sometimes it does mean, yeah, oh, this is way off. But sometimes the wine's totally fine in there. You just won't know until you actually open it. So store wine on its side. Now, question number eight, should I store screw caps on their side? Well, screw caps, folks, like a plastic cork, they won't go bad. They won't dry out. So you actually can get away with standing the wine upright if it has a screw top. So a screw top will make that work. So that's question number eight. Question number nine, is it okay to store wine at room temperature? So yes and no. For up to six months, like six months is a good general rule. Room temperature is fine, uh, but you really want something cellar temperature, right? So cellar temperature is gonna be that 55, 56 degrees to 60 something degrees, anywhere from 50 to, 65, 66, 67, 68 degrees cellar temperature. Now, here's the most important thing you're storing 
whether you pick 56, which might be the optimal temperature that, that every wine connoisseur says, right? Or the vineyards say, the winemakers say, well, 56 might be optimal. 64 is not going to hurt. 68 is not going to hurt. 52 is not going to hurt. What's going to hurt is if you go from 52 one day to 68 the next day, back to 51, back to 70, back to 56, up to 66, back to 51. The constant range of temperatures is what does your wine in. So the exact specific temperature does not, as long as it's in with that, you know, 50 to 68 degree range or whatever, you know, if you look it up and you'll find a specific there, that doesn't hurt it so much as the fluctuation, temperature fluctuation. And again, lighting helps, the light, uh, the moisture is always helping. So, um, you know, if you're putting something downstairs in the basement, don't put it next to your furnace. Your furnace is going to be the warmest part of the basement, right? So there you go. Uh, so room temperature, cellar temperature is ideal. Room temperature, if you have it in your living room for six months, seven months, no, no big deal, right? If it's on the side, this, then, no big deal, especially wines that are going to be consumed young. But if you know, if you just bought a couple of collectibles, a couple of Barolos or something, I wouldn't even keep it in the living room unless you're going to plan on drinking it. If you bought something that's already aged and you're going to drink it you know, within a couple of months, then that's fine. But Barolos should go right into the cellar, right into a unit and... Um, and be preserved right from the beginning. So question number 10, not so much about aging. So we're going to go into uh, uh, how much wine, a quantity of wine. How many glasses do you get per bottle? And this is often a question I always wonder at restaurants because I've noticed that restaurant wine pours keep getting smaller and smaller. So the ideal pour is four glasses out of a bottle. That's a six ounce pour. That's what we do at my restaurant. So restaurants love to get five glasses out of it all right five glasses and some restaurants love to get six glasses which is only a four ounce pour five ounces a restaurant can get away with five ounces four ounces i think that's being less it's priced appropriately but i find that you know restaurants are doing that just to take advantage they're not they're not lowering the price or keeping the price the same as they would have if they were serving a six ounce they're just now or as another restaurant would be but they're just now you know taking advantage of that extra margin and it's a big difference even one extra glass per bottle over the course of case after case after case after case, that's 12 extra glasses per case. $10 a glass on the low side is 60 extra dollars. 60 extra dollars adds up very quickly if you're going through case after case after case after case. You're buying five to 10 cases of wine a week, 10 cases, $60, that's 600 extra dollars that's covering the cost of your wine in a lot of cases so that's an important question to ask when you go to a restaurant is how large are your pours so they say five ounces and you look at the price you're like well it's probably cheaper for me to buy the bottle right and i can take the rest home or we can sit here and consume it so that's a great question to ask and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna do an episode on value wine and how to get the best values a lot of times, the more you spend, the better of value you get on wine. For example, a lot of restaurants will buy a $5 bottle of wine and charge 10 bucks a glass. But if you find a restaurant that has a $20 glass of wine on it, they probably might have paid $30 for the bottle. So you see, they're going the opposite direction. The lower the, the, lower the cost of the, per bo of the bottle, the higher the margin is. It's just the natural way restaurants do it. If you bought a bottle of wine for five bucks, you sold the glass for $5, you know, that's, you know, that's only $5. So 
So you want to double, sometimes even triple. What restaurants do is, is sometimes really, really sad. And it's a shame how much they, they mark certain things up. So I always look for wines that are higher priced because they know you can't, you can't times something by five or six times uh, the bottle price when it's $30. Because if you literally, if you do, let's say you're buying a $5 back to the $5 bottle. If you times that by five or six, you can get $30 a bottle for it, right? Which is you go to a restaurant, 30 bucks a bottle, that's expected, right? But now if you buy, the restaurant buys the wine for $30 and you times it by six, that's a $180 bottle of wine in the restaurant. You could net that's you could never get away with something like that, not even in New York City, to buy something for 30 and charge 180 unless the wine is super, super, super rare and you got an amazing deal. But regular pricing structures, that's not going to allow that. A $30 bottle of wine may be $100. So they only up it by three, right? So now if they were to pour that by the glass, that wine that costs 30 bucks, it might be a $20 wine by the glass or 22 or 23. Well, honestly, that's a much better value ratio wise than the cheaper wine. So, and it's going to be hopefully a lot, a lot better than a $5 bottle. So uh, five glasses, uh, four glasses out of, out of a lot of wine folks. And the last question, number 11, this is interesting. Is one bottle of wine too much for one person? Well, the correct answer here is, you know, wine, well, wine certainly has its benefits. There are definitely risks that come with drinking it to prevent addiction or whatever. Um, it is, not recommended to drink a bottle of wine regularly is what they're saying here. But the question is, is a bottle of wine too much for one person? I don't think this properly answered the question um, because the way why, the reason why it's 750 milliliters, 25 ounces is because the French figured out many, many years ago that having a normal seating, you know, starting a normal seating, you know, having a glass of wine before dinner, you know, and two glasses of wine during dinner and a glass of wine after dinner, a sort of normal setting of a couple of hours, three hours or whatever, that one bottle, 750 milliliters, is perfect per person. So the French says, no, no, this is, this is why it's 750 milliliters, because it's perfect for one person for the setting of, of, of a course of an evening, right? But the answer here that I got is, no, it's not. So they're talking about the health concerns. Of course, it's not recommended that you drink a bottle of wine every night, but the French say, no, no, uh, a bottle of wine is just perfect. 750 milliliters is just perfect. 25 ounces is just perfect for the normal individual, the normal French person. And we all know the French have a healthier lifestyle than us Americans. And that this has several different things to take into account. A lot of the studies are done with people in the country, they're farmers, they're not people that live in, you know, central Paris in the big cities. They're farmers. They get lots of fresh air. They eat fresh food. They farm their own food organically. They might make their own wine organically. There's a lot of factors to consider when saying, oh, well, you know, the French are healthier. Well, maybe certain French are, maybe not all French are. All right. So and that's that's the way it goes with a lot of things. Uh, so, you know, it's like one of those things where the doctor says, oh, you know, you can have a drink every day because, you know, because having a glass of red wine is going to relax you, you know, help with your whatever blood pressure, this or that, or, you know, relax you to, to so you don't have blood pressure. That's, you know, the theory, hopefully. So what the doctor said, well, it's okay if you have one, one glass of wine a day. And then all of a sudden it's misconstrued to, well, my doctor said I can have a drink a day. And then my doctor's that drink a day also turns out to be, well, a whiskey a day because a whiskey is a drink. And well, if one drink is good, maybe two drinks are good. So then all of a sudden the person can choose this into, well, my doctor said I can drink every day and it's healthy. 
as they're drinking three Manhattans or three vodkas, right? Um, no, your doctor said you can have eight, one glass of wine a day, but it gets construed to or manipulated to, we manipulate it so it, it serves our benefits uh, or to justify our actions really is how that serve. But yeah, but the French say one bottle of wine is perfect, folks. So enjoy it over the course of the evening, 750 milliliters, 25.4 ounces. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This is Chef on a Mission Radio, episode number 86. Uh, go to marcusgiuliano.com or aromatimebistro.com if you want to catch past episodes. Click the link that says Chef on a Mission Radio, and it'll take you to the podcast. And this podcast may be heard wherever podcasts are distributed, like uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't know, we're on a bunch of things, um, iHeartRadio, maybe Spotify, and we distribute through several. So thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day. And if you're going to store some wine, those are some great guidelines for storing wine and and or drinking wine. Because uh, again, most wine is meant to be consumed young, fresh, vibrant, and it might not be bad in three years, but it's not going to be as fresh. Like if you made it, if you took a Sauvignon Blanc and waited three years to drink a Sauvignon Blanc, especially from, from New Zealand, chances are it's not going to be bad. But it's not going to be as crisp and acidic and, you know, fresh as it was when it first was released, the first six months of release. And then the next vintage comes out and then the next vintage comes out. And all of a sudden you're three vintages behind. So um, keep keep up on that. Keep tracks of that. Keep up on that. And consume it while it is young, fresh, vibrant and enjoyable. I like to uh, compare it to like a tea bag when you when you brew tea of any sort, loose tea or a tea bag. You pop that bag in the water at five or six minutes. It might be perfect at 12 minutes. It's not bad, but it's just not as good as it was at five or six minutes into the process. That's when it was at peak optimal flavor. And that's how a lot of these wines are. They get released their peak optimal flavor for six months. And then all of a sudden they start to diminish by six months or yeah, they start diminishing slightly, 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 slightly until, you know, you have a 10 year old bottle of Sauvignon Blanc that is totally not good or five year old Sauvignon Blanc that is like, oh, this is terrible. Why did I ever like this wine? So those are your general rules, folks. Enjoy. Have a great day and we'll catch you next time.